What is going on, fellow chatters? Today on the show, I get a chance to chat with Lon Seidman. Lon runs the Lon.TV channel on YouTube, which reviews all things tech for the consumer. We chat about how he got started and what will be the future. The coffee that is long for the ride today is the black and white mocha from Starbucks. And now, here is my chat with Lon Seidman. Well, thanks for joining me today, Lon. Uh, how are you doing? It's a pleasure to be here, Jason. Good to talk to you again. Yes, it's been a while since we chatted. Uh, we have a, a little bit of a history. Go back to, I guess, uh, trying to think of the podcast that I used to work on for you. It was, well, it was initially This Week in Media. Yeah. Yes, it was This and, Week in Media. And then it was, uh, uh, I think it was Beyond be, beyond the Video. Yes, Beyond the Video, where you and, and Tim Street uh, chatted right. about uh, weekly stuff. That, Behind, that, I'm sorry, it was, it was called Behind the Video. It shows yes. you how long ago it was. <laughs> Yes, and now you've jumped into YouTube. How long have you been doing the YouTube game? Uh, I've been doing it about six years, um, and then I've been doing it full-time uh, for two years, and I think I've been really focused on it for the last four and a half. And I'm pretty sure things have, have definitely changed a lot since uh, you started uh, producing YouTube videos for your channel. A lot. <laughs> it changes every every day. It changes too. So. Well, to tell tell a little bit about my audience uh, about uh, what kind of uh, channel you have and and what do you do on the channel. Sure. So it's a technology oriented channel. It actually focuses on consumer technology, so computers and set top boxes, cord cutting. It, it's actually a pretty wide array of stuff that I cover because my interests are so wide and varied. Um, so it kind of began as as just a way to review some things that I was doing through an Amazon review program and, and it started getting discovered on YouTube. So, um, there's a lot of different things that I talk about. I try to be very upfront about my brand relationships and, and who's, you know, what, what's sponsored versus what isn't, um, and really give people, I hope an honest take on some of these technology devices and how to best integrate them into their lives. That's kind of the, the approach that I've taken. I've also been focused a lot more than other channels have been on affordable things. So I try not, I do look at, you know, expensive things occasionally, but a bulk of the, the computers I look at, for example, are things that are in the two to $300 range or less. Kind of more of what, what people like actual people can afford and will, will be willing to go out and spend. Exactly. And I, I found that there's, there's a lot more people looking for an inexpensive computer than an expensive one. <laughs> so, um, so that immediately translates to more traffic. And I think when you have less money to spend, uh, the value of that money is far more valuable. So you're going to be spending more time doing your due diligence. And that's why I do some really detailed reviews, even of some pretty cheap stuff, because I think it's important for people to have that information. Do you, do you specify on specific kind of tech or do you just kind of have a a wide range of things or is it just what you're interested in? It's mostly what I'm interested in. I've been, you know, sadly or not so sadly, I've been, I've been looking more closely at my analytics to see what, you know, what gets watched. Um, but there are times that I'll find something that tanks viewership wise, but I was really intrigued by it and I wanted to talk about it. So, um, so that's generally, you know, generally I, I kind of follow the shiny object strategy, you know, what's, what's standing out for me. And then I kind of go from there. When you when you started up your channel, what was your decision or or thought process in going all in with uh, with tech? 
Well, you know, it started accidentally because I had a YouTube channel just because every you know everybody did, right? Um, <laughs> so I, I set it up uh, in probably 2005 or 2006. And every once in a while, I'd do a, a short video and put some, it was some random thing. Uh, I would never get watched uh, because discoverability on YouTube wasn't as good as it is now. Uh, and, you know, I never did much with it. I had a day job and a bunch of other things I was doing. And uh, what happened, though, as I mentioned earlier, I got into an Amazon review program. This is now about probably about 10 years ago, uh, and it's called the Amazon Vine program. And I was in the process, and this is how I met you initially. I was doing a startup. We were trying to cover uh, local news with video. This is right when you know the media was going through its its economic correction, um, one that it still hasn't quite recovered from yet. And we were looking at a lot of local newspapers around me failing. So I tried to set up something where we could cover local news in a small community with video. And I was buying um, the most inexpensive video gear I could find to do that task. And I was just writing uh, these little reviews on Amazon. And apparently somebody there must have noticed it. And I got invited into this program where I started getting every month uh items for free from Amazon to review on the site. It's a, it's a program they've been running to, to offer as a service to their, to their, to their, uh, their, their customers, essentially the people that, that send in, um, people that sell things on Amazon. Uh, you, you know, it's one of the, one of the services that Amazon offers is to pair up the product with reviewers that have experience with those products. So rather than, you know, somebody without any product experience leaving a review, uh, they instead, try to get these products paired up with people that have some knowledge about that. So uh, they put me into some bucket and I started getting more and more things, a lot of them being consumer electronics. I started reviewing them with video on Amazon when they allowed you to upload video just because I was trying to improve my reviewer ranking. Uh, and then I eventually started just parking the videos on YouTube and then those videos were getting discovered through search as YouTube search improved. And so before I knew it, I was beginning to earn you know a little bit of spending money uh, that eventually became money to fund my hobby of buying all this garbage. And then, um, uh, and then as time went on, it became, you know, more and more views were happening. I was getting more and more things into review. I started, I uh, actually, I still do this now. I, I buy a lot of the things that I review and then resell them because I review inexpensive things. So it's easy to buy four or five, you know, things at a, at a low cost review them and resell them. And, and you actually make more back on the advertising revenue than you did paying for the device in the first place. Um, so that became a good strategy and, and I just been doing kind of a rinse and repeat for the last couple of years and things are growing. So it's been a really good run. So, so pretty organic where it's just whatever you like, you're just sharing with people and sharing your thoughts and it just sort of has turned into, to a career for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And what's <laughs> great about it is that YouTube, YouTube's system, you know, the people often complain about the algorithm and how it's treating people unfairly and, you know, I get all that, but at the same time, it, it's, I think, probably one of the only uh, social media networks or social media platforms that gives someone with no following a chance to be discovered. Well, I, I there is that, that, as you said, like there is a controversy or, or problems with algorithms and, and, and with other YouTubers. But, I mean, it is a give-and-take game where – you you get to broadcast your stuff essentially for free, right? Um, in terms and, and in turn, you have to sort of sacrifice a little bit here and there. That's right, and I think you know to a large degree, you know, it's it it there's there's different types of content on YouTube, and I think some people 
so I'll give you a great example of, of, of my situation is that I consider myself a commodity content creator in that my content is generally watched by people who don't follow me. So what happens is, and a great time of the year for me is, is around the holiday shopping season. Uh, so let's say there's some crazy product that goes on a Black Friday sale somewhere, and I happen to have reviewed it over the course of the year. People are going to start searching for reviews of that thing before they decide to buy it. And that's when I pop up. As I, so more, all, all too often I have friends who are like, oh my gosh, I was looking for something and you came up. And, <laughs> you know, and that's exactly how uh, my, my, my channel operates is that a bulk of the people who, who watch me are not subscribed to me. And so, you know, that's one of the things that the algorithm does, either if someone's directly searching for something, uh, but it could be also, let's say somebody's watching something on another channel. Um, maybe Marcus Brownlee did a review of, of something that I reviewed. Uh, he's going to get more views than I'm going to get, but my video might show up as a recommended video as to what to watch next. Well, yeah, and I think that's sort of, I think that's how it goes with a lot of sort of review type channels where mm -hmm. people just come across it either through search or through watching somebody else's video. I mean, the amount of review stuff that I watch, I probably have subscribed to, you know, a third of those channels. Right. Exactly. So I think the whole, you know, the measurement of success, I think, is more than just how many subscribers you have. Um, you know, really, I think it matters as to how much, uh, you know, how much watch time you're getting. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think, well, I mean, subscribers do help a little bit, but I think it is the, the view time that is going to be important, uh, for your YouTube channel. Now getting, right. now getting back to, to when you started, I'm sure your, your gear and your process has definitely changed a fair bit from when you first started. Yes. It started with an iPhone, uh, 3GS probably, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And, and then it went from there. So I, I, I'm using, you know, for the most part, I'm using off the shelf uh, cameras and, and microphones. Um, and, and I've never put a real focus on like over, overly good production quality because part of the, the challenge I had is that for a long time, I, I was not doing this uh, full time. So I had another job, I have a family. And so all those, all those time pressures were a factor. So what I, what I had been doing over the years is recording everything live to disc, which means that even though I'm not live streaming most of the time, uh, when I'm making a product review video, I'm actually recording it like I was live streaming it. So I have multiple cameras that are going into a video switcher uh, and I'm switching cameras as I'm doing it myself. And the result is I get a very um, simple edit process when I'm finally done recording the video because I've already done all the cutaway shots um, I have a way to get my, you know, my, my screenshots and my iPhone screen integrated into what I'm doing. So generally, uh, the edit is, is the least amount of time spent in my workflow. And that's made a huge difference. And I use right now a very expensive video switcher because at the time that I upgraded to it, that was the only game in town. Uh, but now you have software like OBS, which is free, and vMix, which is not all that expensive, that... Uh, will largely replicate the features of what a six or seven thousand dollar video switcher would have cost you only three or four years ago. So it's it's a pretty amazing time to get into this, especially if you're trying to be efficient. Well, I think I think just saving time on on editing is is just is is the key to to doing um, you know weekly or even daily videos. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and I and I do you know about four videos a week at a minimum. So you want to so, you want to cut down on that editing time as much as possible. 
Oh yeah. And I was, you know, another way I looked at it is, you know, I, I know a lot of people that try to get into doing these things and they, they spend so much time trying to make it look right. And the problem is every video you're not uploading is, is feedback you're not getting from viewers, you know, and you don't really know what you got until you put it out there. And that, that, that's the big thing for me is that I, I, I am willing to take the risk of criticism <laughs> and willing to take a risk of, well, it's not looking as perfect as the next guy's video is. But I, I, I'm, I, I think the content, the, the quality of, of the information provided sometimes matters more perhaps than, than the overall content quality. I think it needs to be good, but it doesn't need to be perfect. And I think that's, that's the approach that's worked really well for me. Well, I think it is also is is what are you like? What kind of channel are you um, for you? What kind of products are you reviewing? Because if you're, you know, reviewing thousands of dollar uh, items, then definitely you should have a high quality um, product. But if you're, you know, as you like, you know, budget friendly products, then it doesn't have to be, you know, the best ever. But you know, if, you know, people just want to see a review, they don't need to have it perfect. Right. And the other thing that I have, I have a little saying on the channel, it's called, uh, don't dress up the burgers. <laughs> and what I, what I mean by that is, is, is that if you've ever seen, you know, a commercial for a McDonald's hamburger, what you see on TV is never what's, what's wrapped up in the, in the paper when you go to the drive through window. Right. So, um, I, I think if a product is susceptible to having fingerprints on it, they stay on it. You know what I mean? Yes, because yeah. Yeah. This is this is what it's going to look like when you've had it for a week, <laughs> as I've had. Um, so, you know, and this is not a criticism of other people doing what I do, but I've seen a lot of people spend a lot of time making somebody else's product look good. And I, and I think it's more important to actually show what it looks like after it's been used for a week or two. So generally, I, I might, you know, get some of the fingerprints wiped off of it if it's really looking greasy and nasty. But for the most part, um, I try to show it as it will be. And I think viewers like that. To that that realness to it and that's one of the pieces of feedback that i've received over the years that they feel like what i do it feels feels real to them um because i'm literally just sitting down in a chair and turning a camera on and talking about this thing and that 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 seems to have been seems to work well for me and i think sometimes people just worry too much about what the end product is going to be instead of actually just doing it and getting it out there and then seeing what happens Exactly. That's exactly it. And you know, I've, I've gotten, you know, received some really good feedback from people over the years that's impacted how I go about doing what I do. Um, but you know, I found for me, it's that, you know, I'm not an artist. I'm not, I'm, I'm technical, but I'm not great at lighting. I, I consider lighting art. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so, you know, I get it to a point where it looks good enough for me. And, you know, if it's not enough to turn me off, then I think it should be okay for the rest. And, you know, I'm always working on trying to improve things and, uh, but for me, I'm always going to put producing more content above fussing around with the the intricacies of how stuff looks. Well, yeah, exactly. You don't want to spend hours just to get that perfect lighting when you could do three or four videos. Exactly, <laughs> and I'm I'm struggling with that right now because we're you know, I'm in the process of helping somebody get started with something uh, that I'm working on, and I was I had bought new lights like I bought new lights a year ago, which I haven't set up yet because I just dread. The, the downtime <laughs> so and now I'm like well do I give her the old lights or just give her the new ones I don't know so it's this is the kind of thing that I struggle with because I just want to get I just want to sit down and get these these videos done so I can get you know my next week planned and and that's uh that's my struggle so what's the next step uh for your channel are you just going to keep going with how you're going or do you have sort of a future goal on where you want to be 
Well, one, one of the things that I'm struggling with right now is, is, you know, I've been doing this now two years full time, just about March will be my, my second year anniversary. Um, it, it, it's a very artisanal business in that I have to make everything I sell essentially. And, and by sell, I mean, I'm making every video that goes up on, on the channel and the nature of media. And I think this is what a lot of people miss when we talk about how media has changed in, in, in the world is that we've gone from it being very expensive to produce content to, as you, as you just rightly mentioned, to being free to not only produce it, but also distribute the content. Um, so it's easy for anybody to start their own channel. So the, the reality is you can't build a business around a network model because you could spend a lot of time and money help you know, getting somebody started on your channel under your, under your umbrella. They could build up their own fan base and run off and do their own thing. And that's, that's great that we have that, that opportunity exists. So uh, one of the things that I'm focusing on uh, for the next year is uh, trying to get some more channels started up that, will be owned and operated by the talent. But I'll be there providing some of the, the, the services, whether it be editing or, you know, whatever they, you know, whatever is needed to get these things off the ground and, and trying to, to broaden out the amount of content that the operation can produce in kind of a franchise model. So it's a long story, but it's coming together. <laughs> and uh, uh, that, that's the focus this year, because although I like what I do, um, I want to scale the business. And, and the reality is I can, I can pretty much do three to four good detailed reviews a week and that's about it. And I, and I want to do more than that. So that's the next step is to try to figure out a way to scale the business while understanding the realities of the economics involved with content. And and that's going to be the, the fun challenge for the year. Yeah. It seems like a fun challenge. Yeah. Well, well, well on anytime I have somebody on to chat with on my podcast, I have a segment called fast five. So five, okay. five questions. First thing that pops in your head, shut it out or okay. just speak it out. Okay. What will be the biggest tech to be introduced in 2019? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Can I, can I qualify the answer? Sure. <laughs> uh, I, I think we've, I think we've hit a, a, a kind of a midpoint in development where we've had, you know, the smartphone was, was 12 years ago now. Right. Um, we've had a, a ton of, crazy fast development, but I think we're starting to find the maturity point of, of technology that we've been using now. You know, I think that the smartphone, like the PC before it has been integrated into our lives, people know what, know what to do with them. Uh, and I don't think technology has progressed to a point where the next huge, you know, life altering thing is upon us. It isn't. Um, so it might be another decade until we can say the next big thing in tech will be this. I think the story for the next 10 years is more incrementalism. Sorry for the long answer. <laughs> That's okay. Who, who, what, what is your favorite channel on YouTube besides your own? Oh, boy. There's, there's so many. Um, there's so many. I would say one of, the, one of my favorites is Lazy Game Reviews. And he doesn't actually review games anymore. It's called LGR. <laughs> um, but so, he looks at so he is, of, So he is lazy then. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's a great example of a pivot, but um, he, he reviews a lot of old computers and he often finds them brand new in the box. And it's fun to watch him like set them up. And I just, I just like that stuff. I was such a nerd in the 80s. It's kind of fun to revisit that. Okay. Uh, there's another guy named Metal, Metal Jesus Rocks who does the same with a lot of old video games. And he's a lot of fun to watch, too. So so being American, this this might be a hard question for you to answer, but uh, mm -hmm. poutine or pizza? Uh, pizza. 
and I say that because Connecticut, where I live, is the pizza capital of the world. So we have the best pizza anywhere in the world in New Haven, Connecticut. Favorite beer or alcoholic drink? I don't drink at all. So I am a, I, I drink a lot of uh, a Pellegrino, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite place to pick up a shot of Java? Ah, uh, that's a good one. I have a little coffee shop in my town where I go and get my get my coffee fix. Locals are always the best, I think. Yes. And where can people find you on the internets? So if you go to LON.TV, you can find my YouTube channel, which is where I produce most of my content. And then from there, you can find all the other stuff that I do online, too. Perfect. Well, thanks very much for uh, stopping by and having a little chat. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. We'll talk to you later. Talk to you soon. I would like to thank Lon Seidman for chatting with me. And thanks to you for tuning in. And you can contact me on Twitter, at Jason Perrier. That's at Jason, P-E-R-R-I-E-R. And use the hashtag chance to chat with if there is someone who you want me to chat with. Until we chat again, I'm out.